Welcome to Shelter Island, the podcast where we shoot the shit and compare the lives of a Brit and a Yankee. As always, I'm Jack Heimowitz and I'm joined by my best bud, Mason Coleman from across the pond. How you doing, Mason? I'm very, very good, Heimowitz. Uh, all settled in in London now. Um, it's very nice. A lot better than my old hometown, but, uh, <laughs> but I think anyway, it's better than that. So um, yeah, very good this end. Uh, how's things your side of the pond? Uh, it's April and it's snowing here in Syracuse. It's snowing? It is snowing, yes. Wow. Uh, to be fair, we literally, just this Tuesday just gone, we had the hottest day of the year so far, like 20 odd degrees. And now next week, it's going to be snowing. <laughs> so yeah, we've got ridiculous. like we've got like hot weather <laughs> and then we've got <laughs> ice cold so yeah welcome to the UK <laughs> but it's fine because you're in London you, you won't be trapped inside your shitty home that's true that's true <laughs> <laughs> alright so uh, this week we are just riding solo just your two favourite boys on your podcast here um, and we are talking about our trips to Europe and I say Europe specifically because, of course, uh, rest in peace to Britain being a part of Europe. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've actually completely forgot about that. The whole stuff about coronavirus has made me completely forget about Brexit. Is that like a thing? Like, have people just not yeah? I, I, I guess. I mean, you haven't been able to travel anywhere, so exactly. So <laughs> I'm not really Damn. worried about it. Well. Uh, Mason has obviously done a lot of traveling in Europe as he was just a skip across the channel there. Um, For me, myself, and I, it took a little while to get to Europe, um, but I did it all in one sort of boost, so we'll get a little bit into that. But uh, Mason, I want to know when the first time that you sort of went to Europe was. Ooh, well, um, yeah, we'll obviously say mainland Europe because obviously I'm... I'm, I'm on blighty so um but I, I technically i did go to wales when i was a kid but that didn't really count as a separate country so um okay. it would be um we we have a thing well we used to have a thing called middle schools and it, it was like year five to year eight so mm-hmm. age between like 10 and 14 yeah we're the same oh okay lovely um so we've scrapped them now but um so i went to a middle school and we had like a a, a day trip available uh, to France, which is again not far away. What? Yeah, so it's uh, <laughs> for the day. A day trip to another country. Yeah, for the day, literally. So one day we're like, right, we're going to France. I'm like, oh, lovely. So literally, the the coach left at midnight, and I think it was only forty pounds to go on this trip. Yeah. And luckily, you didn't actually need a full on passport. It's just like something to do with the school you had like passport yeah uh yeah yeah. it was just like it kind of permitted you in for like a day and if you're a child it was fine so we so we went on this coach and it was 12 in the morning and i was so excited because it was my first trip abroad first time going away and i remember my mum gave me this camera and at the time it was quite high tech but looking back on it now it's it's proper old school and i was like i'm gonna take plenty of photos i can't wait and everything I didn't even get to Dover, the ferry port, and it died. (laughs) (laughs) So all I got was photos of service stations. You got one, like, OG selfie of Fat Mason. (laughs) Yeah. That's all I've got. I was was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see people on the other side of the road, people speaking different languages and everything. But I literally got... I got a Shell petrol station. That's all I got. So so where did you go in France? Like... 
You can't get to Paris in one day. No. Right? So, so so we went to this little town called Erchilalis. Okay. And it's literally about 45 minutes from Calais. Because <laughs> that's probably about <laughs> as far as you can go within a day. So obviously you get the ferry port. You go from Dover to Calais. And then, yeah, it's about 45 minutes from there. And it is, it's literally a village. It is a small town with a little market square. And I loved it. I thought it was great. You know, but we, <laughs> but of course we were the school, so it was school uniform and right. we had to wear these horrid, like yellow caps and we stood up, <laughs> we stood out like sore thumbs and we had like little tasks to do. So we all had to go into a, um, a news agent and ask for a postcard in French and everything. And was yeah, this like, did you speak of, did you take a French class? Yeah. We, yeah. French was a compulsory You know subject. French? Oh, not anymore. I haven't got a Scooby-Doo. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. Yeah. Monsieur. I, 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 I don't know anything. I, I genuinely don't have a clue. <laughs> Sorry to any French listeners out there. I doubt there is any, but we've absolutely butchered that pronunciation. <laughs> then, then it was ages that I had to wait ages all the way up until... It was quite recently, actually, until 2016... Until oh, shit. My, my first proper trip, yeah. So I was quite quite late to the old party. Oh and, shit! Um, yeah, so we went to to Bulgaria. The, okay, that's I. That's awesome. I've been to Bulgaria. Whereabouts do you go? Is isn't Bulgaria where Bratislava is? No, that's Slovakia. That's Slovakia. Come on, oh. man, get your facts right. Come on, <laughs> poor Slovaks. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I have I have a dumb question. So you said that you took a, a coach or a bus to France. Yeah. How do you, how does that work? Britain's an island. You you know we can get ferries, right? Oh, so you went on a ferry. Yeah. Okay. I was like, is it like a bridge or like a, a tunnel or? Have you never heard of the Channel Tunnel? No. You've not heard of the Channel Tunnel. <laughs> what is the Channel Tunnel? What? <laughs> No, you're having me on. What is the Channel Tunnel? The Channel Tunnel. You don't know what the Channel Tunnel is. It's, you say it eight more times and maybe I'll figure it out. Channel Tunnel. Channel. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's literally, that's what it says on the tin. It is a tunnel across the channel or under the but channel. But like for, from what town to what town? It's Like how, how far of a stretch is that? It's like... I think the, the literally the, the short distance across the channel is only about maybe 15, 20 miles. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's not that far. That's a far tunnel. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. A 20-mile long tunnel? It's, it's, it's quite a feat, yeah. But apparently... 20-mile so tunnel? You're in You're in a tunnel for like... Well, technically... Like, it, 20 it is, minutes. It, it isn't it isn't a tunnel. Because like, it's... I always thought until not, not so long ago, like you, you just drive through and you, you like you go through the tunnel and then you pop out the other side. But apparently, like you, I've not been on it myself, but you drive onto like a train and then a train takes you through the tunnel. Then you get off the train and then carry on driving in France. Okay, but yeah, it's one of the. It's, 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 it was a big like engineering feat to do the Channel Tunnel. I can't believe you never heard of it. Oh my God! The architect has never heard of the Channel Tunnel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you you study this for a living, bro. How do you know? <laughs> and yeah, went to, to Bulgaria. It's a little area called um, Nesabar and Sunny Beach, 
Um, and it's like the first little ho- uh, holiday as a family we could go on. So as a kid, we only really went on holidays across the UK just simply because we couldn't afford to go abroad. And then luckily in 2016, we were like, okay, let's go. It'd be good fun. And obviously I just turned 18. So obviously I could have a beer with my dad and everything. And it was lovely. It was great. Really nice beach holiday, um, except for the hotel. And literally the food in the hotel was dog shit. <laughs> it was the worst food ever. Um, pizzas that weren't even pizzas. Meat, which I'm pretty sure was stray dog. It was just... <laughs> yeah, the, the, the hotel. And and the worst part about it was um, the, the receptionist woman. Don't get me wrong, a lovely, pretty Bulgarian lady, okay? Okay. But the worst smell of BO and sweat... <laughs> It, it wafted through the hotel. And you're like, oh, Smelly's on shift tonight. No. <laughs> you can tell when she's working. No. <laughs> it was horrendous. No. <laughs> but it's interesting. Uh, what about you then, Jaime? Because um, obviously I know you've done plenty of travels since I knew you. Um, but did you do anything before that at all or...? Because obviously it's a so, lot more, it's a lot further for you to travel. Right. So, I mean, like, obviously the United States is such a huge country that, like, you can go to the different parts of the U.S. and it's like going to a different country. Yeah. So, I didn't really do much traveling as a kid. Um, when I was 10, actually, my grandma took me with one of her friends and her granddaughter uh, to London. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went for... I think only like four days or something. It was short, but it was very um, curated, you know, like it was very like you got there and um, I love my grandma to bits and pieces, but she's a very old fashioned traveling (laughs) woman. So we stayed in this like proper hotel um, in like one of like the touristy neighborhoods or something. And Mm -hmm. honestly, it was probably like Mayfair. Knowing her, oh, that is or that's something swanky. like that. Yeah, your yeah. grandma must be loaded. total swanky. Yeah, to, 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 total swank. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh anyways, God. anyways, um, and then the whole time it was kind of just like we did like all the touristy stuff, which was great. I mean, like I've never traveled before, so I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like a huge Ferris wheel. Wow. Um, <laughs> And like that's literally what the London Eye is as well. <laughs> <laughs> and like like we went through Hyde Park and it was great. And like looking back on it now, because obviously I lived in London for a little bit of time, so now like looking back, I was just like, oh crap, like I remember these places. Like we mm-hmm. went to the uh Queen Queen Victorian Albert Museum. Yeah. And but like all like all that type of stuff. Um and it was very fun, but then obviously living in London after that, I was like, wow, there's so much that I didn't see. Um, <laughs> so that was the first time that I traveled like out of the country. Um, and that was really the only time I traveled out of the country until I visited you in Trent. So <laughs> so your first proper trip as an adult was Nottingham. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> oh, good God. Well, okay. Okay. Before I went to Nottingham, I went to Israel 
on Birthright, which oh, we yeah. talked about a little bit in the Ben Taub well, te- episode. Technically, it, like we're not nowhere near getting political on this podcast at all. But technically, you could class Israel as part of Europe only for the fact that they're in the in the football for the Euros. And Even also they're is, in and also they're in Eurovision. And, and they are, they are. Yeah, actually, when I was in Israel, they won Eurovision. It was like yeah, their, the, it was their first it year. It was their first year in Eurovision, and they won. And everyone went fucking wild. The streets, <laughs> the streets were playing music, and oh, all so the so you, were, you were there were, when they won it. The the night that they won, yeah. Oh wow, what was that like? It was unbelievable. It was just, and and it was weird because we were on a like a curated trip, kind of like what you said. Mm. So we had like lights out hours, so like we couldn't like leave the hotel that we were at. And, like, we just kept hearing, like, music from the bars. And we're like, shit, like, all we want to do is just go to the bars and party. Like, we don't need, like, obviously coming from America, we had no idea what Eurovision is. Like, nobody I talked to knows what Eurovision is. And, like, we were all like, we don't know what Eurovision is, but let's fucking go party. Yes, Israel, Eurovision, yeah. Like, <laughs> I said, like, why I find this so funny, right, is... You have no idea what Eurovision means to us. Because <laughs> Eurovision, is like, so many Europeans, like, it's the biggest event of the year. One of my close yeah. friends, Jake, he's half Serbian, and he, him and his family absolutely loves, they, they love Eurovision, right? Yeah. But for us in the UK, it's just like, if someone said to me, oh, yeah, this guy won, uh, oh, you, you, if this someone said to me, oh, the UK won Eurovision tonight, I'd be like, oh, nice. <laughs> that, that's literally what it would be like no one would care but like we, we wouldn't have street parties we wouldn't be out in the street with fireworks celebrating with one Eurovision but have you seen um, the new Eurovision movie with Will Ferrell yeah I've not seen that I need to see that it's fucking trash <laughs> <laughs> that's all we need to know I love Will Ferrell and Will Ferrell if you're listening to this I love you man you should you, you could have done better <laughs> fuck okay we're, oh, we were talking about traveling in Europe and we got on a long tangent about Israel and then Eurovision and anyways I wanted to ask you what your most recent trip was right um, I, see I was quite lucky because I, of course, as you know it, the whole world went on a standstill with, with COVID-19. And I went away about a week and a half prior to the very first lockdown. So okay. me and my and my two best mates from back home, uh, we went to Berlin in Germany. And it was a great time. It was, it was so much fun. Um, done all the... the, the touristy sites over the first couple of days i do remember it was baltic weather it was so so cold and a few of them things we just rushed checkpoint charlie yep done that berlin wall (laughs) yep seen that mate should we get a beer yeah go on then (laughs) it's just so cold i couldn't appreciate it well i i did um berlin in like 36 hours i did all of berlin Mm. um because i was just there on a layover Oh, so okay. I was also like, oh, Berlin Wall. Yep. Tick. Uh, you- <laughs> <laughs> Rush tag. Tick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, 
Kit Kat Club. Yeah, maybe later. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Can't get into Burger Island, so it's fine. <laughs> One thing I would I would say actually, this, this is quite interesting, um, of how people perceive Americans when they're traveling because they have a lot different to. Mm-hmm. Different uh, different countries, you know, because you, you you Americans are loud, you you you're boisterous, you make mm-hmm. yourself known wherever you bloody go. Uh, so it was me and my mates were in this sports bar called Belushi's, and we wanted to watch the football because Liverpool were playing in the Champions League that night. So it's just the three of us, both all, all have a beer, and we're playing some cards out of nowhere. So bearing in mind, this sports bar is like. A hostels above it as well, like top floor. Oh, okay, yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like a traveling bar, but yeah. they had all the football on. And out of nowhere, this um, obviously later we knew an American girl rocked up. Uh, she had like f- like the biggest bag I've ever seen, um, and she just rocks up because, "Hey guys, can I sit here?" And obviously, because there's three of us, there was a spare seat, and being British and that, not being a knobhead I was like yeah sure thing <laughs> uh, and she's like hi I'm Katie blah 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 started talking and everything and we're like oh okay then yeah and she had a margarita cocktail oh, of course. and we're like we're like okay okay and um, we're like yeah come on then joining the deck of cards and at this point because obviously I, I was being nice and everything my other mates just looked at me staring daggers at me thinking why the fuck have you done that we were enjoying our game of cards here the football's about to come on and you've invited this stranger to come along wait um, do, do your friends not like doing that no yeah they do but like we, we, we were in an intense game of shithead we were playing some good cards and we're like oh this so is so you're like- telling me that you're gonna pick a game of shithead over a lovely American lassie well you say a lovely American lassie until she got right, so ba- <laughs> we <laughs> censor yourself. <laughs> yeah, um, it was, and out of nowhere, she just started saying um, to all of us, like, oh, "What's your star sign? What's your star sign?" Oh no, she's one of those. Now, so so now you can see why. Okay, yeah. So yeah, she, just she, go she, back she, to your game of shithead. <laughs> yeah, and um, so she was saying what her star sign was. And I'm not tooting my own horn or anything, but out of my mates, I'd probably say I'm the most confident in talking to other people in that sense. Uh, So I I said, I'm I'm a Taurus. And she just looked at me square in the eye. She said, "Hmm, you're not a Taurus. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, "Um, I am. (laughs) And she was like, no, like, Tauruses just aren't confident. Like, Tauruses are quite sheltered, like, not shelter either, but they say they're quite sheltered, they're, they're closeted and everything, blah, blah, saying all these negative things about what a Taurus is like. And I said, well, I'm, I'm not going to get my birth certificate out for you. Like, <laughs> I said, I am a Taurus. And yeah, and she, she literally started going into stuff about astrology and star signs and everything like that. And at this point, it was just like, my mates are looking at me saying, Mason, fucking do something. Get rid of her, like. <laughs> and I was like, I can't say, I can't kick a girl out. Like, she, she, she means well. She means yes, well. Yes, you can. If you say, oh, what's your star sign? And she's like, I don't know, I'm a Aries. Just be like, well, we don't associate with Aries here. You need to go. Yeah. So she was fully, <laughs> she was fully like laying into us because of our star signs and that we didn't really follow them or anything. Yeah. Like, and you know, everyone has preferences, but that's not something I really do. And 
So my mates were staring at me like, oh, God, get rid of her. I, like, I can't, I can't just, I'm not rude. I'm not going to just tell someone to fuck off. Like, <laughs> and, and, and then the, the amount of, so obviously, because uh, bearing in mind, this was still at least an hour till kickoff. So we still had a while to go until the football kicked off until we'd be paying attention to the telly. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, come on, come on. And the amount of times I must have said, yeah, the football's coming on in a minute. We won't be much company because us Brits love watching the footy. Should I ask cool? I'll wait. Okay. And she was just sitting there, just minding yeah. your business? Five minutes later. Yeah, like we said, we probably won't be much company. That The football's going to be on and I'm a massive Liverpool fan. So, uh, And then it was just awkward. Next thing you know, she then eventually went out for a cigarette outside. And my mates were saying, bloody hell, what on earth happened here? And, and next thing you know, um, the game kicked off and she hadn't returned. And she, obviously she took her stuff with her. She hadn't returned. And we're thinking, where's Katie? Where's she gone? And when she went out for a, a cigarette, she stayed outside for like the whole duration of the game. And she was just talking to this one lad constantly outside. <laughs> and we left, we left the bar and then they were still outside and obviously we, we I just literally just turned and looked back just um just just out of curiosity and the poor the bloke looked mortified, bless him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't have friends to get rid of her for him. <laughs> he just didn't know what to do. That and, man and, is a Taurus. <laughs> yeah. So obviously the the last time I was uh in Europe was also kind of right before people started having lockdowns because I was living in London um, and you were actually the last person I saw. Um, oh, yeah. It was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It was like yeah. the night or two before I left. Yeah, it was the, st- it was the start of last year. Right. Mm-hmm. And I got home and like a week later, I think like London was shutting down and people like were getting sent home from their abroad programs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, I guess technically that was the last time that I was in Europe was living in London. Um, mm. But obviously living somewhere is a hell of a lot different to visiting or right. traveling, you know. Right. So, so, I guess what was my last trip? I took a trip up to Edinburgh for my uh, New Year's Eve where I saw Mark Ronson uh, at Nice. That's quality. Yeah. yeah. And... I, I don't know how many Americans can say that they went to Hogmanay, but that's it's pretty much like a Times Square party in Edinburgh. Yeah. That's a big and deal. It, <laughs> I, I remember maybe like 5% of it, but it was great. <laughs> was it because you were drinking Buckfast by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was because... So um, I was staying with uh, my buddy Luke, who is from Tasmania, but was living in Edinburgh. So, nice. of course, he wanted to celebrate uh, Australian New Year's, which mm. is 12 hours ahead. So, we started drinking at, like, 10 a.m. Like, we were at a bar at 10 a.m. Oh and, and like, like, like it wasn't like we were having a drink at 10 a.m. It was like we were drinking like it was New Year's at, 10 at midnight, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, we were hammered by noon. And I, I I don't know what other bars or stuff we did in between, but we got did we get like Chinese takeout or something? I don't even fucking know what we did. <laughs> but, but then we went uh, to Hogmanay, and it was 
so crowded and so fun, and I don't remember anything else of that weekend. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. (laughs) But yeah, that, that was my last trip in Europe. I think before that was Oktoberfest. Oh, God. Oktoberfest is a, is a dream of mine to go to. I would it, absolutely love to go there. It was one of the best times I've ever had in my entire life. Did you, whereabouts, was it in Munich or whereabouts? In you, Munich, yeah. So yeah. we went to so Munich. what did you do? So me and my friend Kayleen, uh, we went right after class on Thursday. And we flew to Munich and we got in really super late and like none of the trains or anything were running and we didn't speak German. So we had no clue how to get to our campsite. And we finally get there. It's like two in the morning. And uh, she's she has this wheelie suitcase and she's wheeling it through the woods of our campsite. <laughs> and we finally get to our tent and we get settled and it's fucking freezing. And then we realize we're like, shit, like we're at one of those like party campsites. And we walk over to the main like part and people are boozing. People like are giving us free beers, like welcome. Like oh my I God. was I was in heaven. And from that <laughs> moment, I did not stop drinking. I don't think I had water the whole weekend. I think it was just beer and pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> but the, was, uh, the, so you, were you drinking like the full on Steins and everything? Yeah, yeah. I suppose, though, luckily, you had the, the experience from Beer Keller uh, to kind of, of prepare course. you for it. Of course. With dancing on the tables and everything, of course. But <laughs> there was one point where we went to a tent. I don't know if you've ever had Hackner. What, it's what's a, that? It's a Bavarian beer. I've had Graf Hack. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's similar, but... So this is Hackner, and it's heavy and dense and we went into the tent and one of the waitresses came up to us and asked if we wanted beer. So, of course, we're like, yeah, like we're not going to wait. But then it turned out that there were no tables open. Couldn't get a table. So we're sitting here. But, of course, you can't stand around. You have to be sitting. So we're like, shit, like we need to do something with these. So we chug them as quick as we can. So now I have a liter of this dense-ass beer sitting in my stomach. And we walk out. And we're like mid-walking. And all of a sudden, like, I'm in mid-conversation like I am with you, and I just turn, and, like, in the, like, while I take a breath, I, like, quickly just, like, yak everything out. Oh, no. But I don't stop moving. I keep walking, and I don't stop talking. So all of a sudden, I just yak during my breath, and then I just went back right to the conversation, and just, we just kept walking. It just fell out. (laughs) It was just, it just, it, yeah, it just fell out. And my friend Kayleen looked at me and was like, that was the strangest thing I've ever seen someone do. And I was like, I don't even know what just happened, but let's just ignore that it happened and let's just keep walking. <laughs> I've never known anyone to, to do that. <laughs> Boot and rally, my friend. Boot and rally. I think that's a good time to open a beer. (laughs) I think so, mate. (laughs) We're back for everyone's favourite section of the week. It's, of course, Beer of the Week. Hi, Mo, what are you going for this week? So, here in America, we actually have this new drink that has come out. Uh, For all of you Travis Scott fans, we have Cacti Seltzer. Uh, They are... They're 7%. 
and they're made with tequila and agave. Ooh. And so is, is it like seltzer water with it it's as well? Se- like- yeah, so it's it's seltzer water, but instead of it being like a malt beverage like a seltzer is, it's like a agave drink, Ooh. I guess. Yeah. Ooh, fancy. And I haven't had the strawberry flavor, so we're going to take a try. Give it a go, yeah. Uh, I've gone a bit more a bit more basic today, and uh, I do apologize for not going fully extravagant on the old beers. Um, but of course, I've been busy moving and everything this week. So I've gone for a nice old bottle of Amstel. So, um, yeah, all the way from Amsterdam. So we'll give these a try. Without further ado, we'll crack these open. Cheers, Simo. Cheers. pretty nice can't complain your your face is a picture so it's good but, but it tastes like um i don't know if you have them in in england do you have like um they're those like sucking candies that are strawberry flavored and like the wrapper looks like a strawberry so when they're like wrapped up it looks like they're little tiny strawberries but they're sucking candies and it's like oh, artificial okay. Artificial strawberry flavor. I know, I have an idea of what it, it tastes like. To be fair, it's like like at like doctors offices and stuff. You get like those little strawberry mm. sucking candies. That's what it tastes like, which isn't bad. It's just I haven't Not had good. one of those in years. <laughs> you know, oh. I like I didn't remember what it tasted like until I saw this. <laughs> oh, them. Yeah, so, so basically, we used to have like lollies like them. Uh, we used to have like yeah. blackcurrant ones, lemon ones, and strawberry ones. Yeah, it tastes like strawberry. Yeah, I know exactly but what like, you mean. That must like, be quite nice, though. It's nice, but like, it doesn't taste like strawberry. I always Excuse thought me? the artificial flavors never actually tasted like the fruit. That's true. Watermelon's the big one for that. Yeah. Watermelon this, and grape does not taste like actual the fruit. This would be really good with extra tequila in it <laughs> that's 7% <laughs> but... am I an alcoholic or am I an alcoholic <laughs> alright how's your Amstel <laughs> uh, yeah I've got no complaints not much really to say on it um, I'll have another sip yeah I mean it doesn't blow you away and Amstel it's it's just solid it's, I'll probably give it a a six out of ten, I wouldn't say nice. it blows my socks off, but um, a lot better than the cause that I had last week. Mm. It actually like it tastes a bit more or something. It's still not like big on the flavour. <laughs> it's, it, it's not like a Star of Praman or like the uh, rogue Lithuanian beer I had the other week, um, mm. or not like a Moretti or anything like that. It's 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 just all right. Welcome back to Shelter Island. Now we've had them beers or tequila seltzers that Jaime's having over there. And we're reminiscing on our favourite trips across Europe. So there's always that one trip out there that always stands out and one that always casts a very good print in your memory. Jaime, I'm going to go straight over to you. What would you say your most favourite European trip is and why? Serbia. Or the 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 Balkan trip that I did, as a whole. Wow, that's a very left field choice. 
Yeah. <laughs> of and, all the places. And it's it's just great because um, – so I did half of it by myself and half of it with my pal Lindsay. And it was great because my service plan on my phone that I had didn't go that far. So I like didn't really have a phone so I like couldn't really be like peeled to social media and you don't really get a lot of tourists out there. No. So it's just amazing that everything you see when you go out there is just genuine. Mm. You know, it's like you go to Bosnia and when you're in a restaurant in Bosnia, you're not worried about like is this a touristy restaurant like if you went to Times Square. You know, yeah. If you're in if you're in Bosnia and you walk into a restaurant, like you're eating you're eating good Bosnian food. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, I loved that. I also just love hostel hopping. Hostels are awesome, and I've had so so many fun stories at hostels. I almost got Go killed on. at a hostel once. You almost got killed. <laughs> well, I, where, I tell where? people I, I tell people I almost got killed in um, Split, Croatia. That's a like, oh the Balkans were my favourite trip. I think they got killed actually. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why? <laughs> so I I get to split, and my friend Lindsay was a day ahead of me, so she was already in split, and she she uh, booked this hostel on the fly. She went to a different hostel than I was staying at. So then I rock up to a hostel, not realizing that it's like kind of outside of the city. And I get there and the lights are off. Like nobody's there. The door is locked. I don't even know where I'm going. I'm like thinking I'm in the wrong place, but it's like this is the address. So I see – I walk into this like office building and I'm like, do you know where this hostel is? And they're like, yeah, it's on the first floor of this building. And I was like, there's a hostel in an office building. Sure. So I go to the door and it says like call this number whatever. So I called a number and the guy's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I'm sleeping. Like, I don't live at the hostel, so I'm going to come let you in. You're the only one staying there tonight. I was oh like, you have a whole fucking hostel in the middle of the summer and I'm the only one staying there? What? <laughs> Mate, that's, a, that's alarm bells from the get-go. So so he comes down and he checks me into the hostel. And it's a, it's a nice hostel. But I'm just creeped the fuck out because he... After he checks me in, he goes, I'm going home. And I'm like, you're going home? <laughs> Please stay with me. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, yeah, like, I'm going to lock the door behind me. And I was like, you're locking me in the hostel? <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, you're the only one here and there's no one on staff through the night. So you're in or you're out. And I was like, a guy, like. <laughs> what did you do? I was, uh, so I went to my friend Lindsay's hostel and luckily, like. She was staying at this hostel where the owner lived at the hostel and she was so nice and she like gave me a free meal and she gave me free wine and she was like, we don't want you to get hurt. Like, like stay here with us. And I was like, well, I don't want to like sleep here and like, like freeload off of you, but like, I'll take your like wine and whatever, like I can hang (laughs) out. So I hung out until the wee hours of the night and then I stumbled home to my shady little hostel and I called my man again and he let me in and then I slept in does the he hostel like, Does myself. he have to like walk over to the hostel to open that up for you? Yeah. Oh my word. That is so dodgy. Yeah. Yeah. So then 
all of a sudden, it's the next morning, and I hear people in the hostel, and I'm like, freak the fuck out. And I'm, I, I wake what up. What time was this I, in the morning? Early. It was early. Oh, and, and, and I wake up, and I'm like, I like grabbed like, like a, a spoon or something from the kitchen, and I was like, fuck, like, I'm, I'm about to pounce on some <laughs> a spoon. <laughs> you did a lot of damage with that one, mate. Stay back. jump out. I've got a spoon. <laughs> so I, I jump out, and it turns out to be these two Scottish girls, and they checked into the hostel. I was saved by the hostel gods. And, and right off the bat, they're like, we need a Bev. And I'm like, mate, it's 7 a.m. And they're like, <laughs> we need a, they're like, we just got here. We need a Bev. And I was like, I guess we're getting breakfast drinks. And we went out and the three of us became best friends for like four days. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you nearly attacked her with a spoon as well. <laughs> I'd have been homeless and split it would kick me out of the hostel that's incredible okay so what was your favourite trip if you Ooh. can live up to it I've got to think now haven't I um, one of the okay one of the funnest ones I'd say was uh, me and a few of my uni friends we went to the Algarve in Portugal but we went there during uh, during the World Cup so it was 2018 and the Portuguese absolutely love their football and we um, went to this little nice outside bar and they were giving us sangria and drinking Superbox it was, it was lovely and um, we thought alright we'll watch the England games so England were playing and um, so there's a few people linking the shirt so we sat there watching the football and everything and along the strip and everything they've got all these TV screens with all the football on and everything so we're sitting there watching it and um, yeah, just obviously you can hear all the noise from the strip and then England get a penalty. I'm like, oh, nice one, get in, England's got a penalty. And then um, next thing you know, Kane is lining up to take the penalty and we're sitting there like eagerly waiting, anticipating. Next thing you know, you just hear out of nowhere, before the penalty's taken, half of the strip erupts and cheers. Everyone goes, yes, get in, get in there. And then 10, 15 seconds later on our screen, Kane scored the penalty. <laughs> and so, oh, and we're like, everything Yay. was behind. <laughs> Okay, wait, that's... <laughs> so we were literally watching the football for getting so excited and that like every, every different bar was kind of behind different ways and there was like only yeah. really one place that was like at the start. Yeah. Uh, so it got to half time and me and my mate Lewis were like we can't stay here for the football taking on where we were was absolutely lovely so you we were like the, the g- last one to find out everything exactly yeah <laughs> so like we said we said to the girls we were like um, girls should we go somewhere else to watch the football because we don't want to bloody hear a goal 30 seconds before it happens you know we want to be in the atmosphere and when we said that to them they were absolutely livid they're like, no, it's fine here. It's good here. Like the drinks are cool. It's a good vibe and everything. We're like, yeah, but we want to watch the football. And they're like, we don't really care. We're like, all right then, see you later. So me and my mate walked, <laughs> me and my mate walked down the strip. We're like, we'll see you after the football. And we got into this bar. And as you walked in there, it was full of Brits in England shirts, beer flying everywhere, football chants, all of that. 
And the best part about it is, out of all the countries, England were playing Tunisia and we were drawing one all. And it was like the 90th minute, the last kick of the game, and Kane scored the winner. And so we won the game 2-1. And the whole place just erupted. I got covered in beer. I got covered in... Probably got covered in piss as well. Uh, (laughs) Everyone just going absolutely berserk, chanting everything. And the best part about it as well was all these England fans chanting. And somehow, the little Portuguese bartender kind of got thrown in the middle of it as well. So he was being thrown in the air. Everyone was just... (laughs) He had no idea what was going on, bless him. And that's what happens when Brits go on a vacation. Especially when the football's on. Yeah. Um. <laughs> did, did I ever tell you about the time that I ended up at a Serbian basement party? No. Is this why Bal- the Balkans is your favorite trip? This is the main reason, yeah. Go on. So, so I'm in Serbia, and these really nice people show up. And they're really cool. And we're just talking. We had coffee. They're showing us around Belgrade. And they later that night, they're like, oh, um, do you want to come to our friend's gathering later? And we're like, yeah, sure. And they're like, well, he owns a bar in the basement of his apartment building. And we're like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, Serbia doesn't have any like building regulations. So like if people want to open up bars or restaurants or things, they just kind of do it, you know? Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> so he goes, he, he gives us this address and he goes, meet us here at this time. And me and Lindsay were like, mm, like, we don't know if we're going to go. Like, we just met these people today. Like, we're in Serbia. Like, Serbia. Like, we haven't heard some great things about, like, safety in Serbia. End up saying, fuck it. We're going to go. We walk across Belgrade. We get to this basement bar. And as soon as the doors open, there's just smoke just lifted outside, you know? <laughs> And we walk inside and it is electric, like, like all these people just drinking because it was just a a guy having his party in his bar. So it was like we were just drinking his beer and people brought instruments and they were playing folk songs and they like found out we were Americans. They were singing all the like the American songs they know. (laughs) And it was Unreal. We were there until like seven in the morning, and then we had to get a bus at like ten a.m. Oh my like, word! It was awesome. It was incredible. All right, guys. So we've talked about our European stories. Thank you guys for listening so much. If you ever need travel recommendations, where are the guys to go to? Uh, we're gonna take it out here, and I'm gonna ask Mason if you have any last-minute quotes or travel recommendations for anybody out there listening. <laughs> You've really put me on the spot here, haven't you? <laughs> um, I wouldn't really say it's a full-on quote, but this is, um, it might be a bit cheesy, but this is something that me and my sister always like, used to always love. So there's this YouTuber, this travel YouTuber me and my sister always used to watch called Fun for Louie. And he's from the UK. And the way he always ended his videos um was peace out, enjoy life, and live the adventure. And that little thing we always loved. And kind of that kind of started us wanting to travel to different places and that. And that's kind of some little thing I always hold on to. Just it, 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 it's simple, it could be cliche, but yeah, just enjoy life. And it's, a, it's an adventure. There's so much to do and see out there. Like, if it weren't for that couch surfing thing, I mean, listen to the stories we said today. 
how many cool, unique ones that there's been. And um, yeah, if you're not living in the moment for it, then what's the point, you know? Right. And cheers to doing a lot of that in 2021, man. I, I literally, I can't wait, man. I can't wait for when things fully reopen. We talk about this all the time, and I think everyone does as well. But it's gonna be. We we even heard Connor when when, when Connor was our guest the other week, and he said how good it was for things reopening again. Right. For that moment, I can't wait. I just can't wait to be doing this podcast live, sitting right next to you, man. <laughs> when you get yourself to London, mate, it's, it's happening, I'm telling you. Well, on that note, guys, thank you so much for listening again. Thank you to all our loyal fans for sticking with us for eight whole weeks. We'll be back for another week next week. Uh, as always, follow our socials, listen to us on Spotify, Acast, Apple Podcasts, any screaming from the rooftops tell your grannies about us <laughs> mason do you have any final words for us <laughs> um not too much mate again thanks everyone for for tuning in for listening we've got a lot more good cool stuff planned and yeah that's it <laughs> yeah have a good week guys <laughs>